Certainly for states parties to the Rome Statute, it, um, it diminishes South Africa's standing further. Uh, bear in mind the AU has led a conservative campaign against um, the ICC as a body. I mean, the AU as a body has led that campaign, but there are a lot of African states that do support the ICC. So it, it's shown South Africa up uh, as far as its actions under the Rome Statute are concerned. I think the other thing that makes South Africa look bad is that it has failed to abide by treaty obligations uh, to respect the judgment of the court, because the court gave a judgment before South, before Abhishek came to Cape Town, uh, to, to South Africa, to say that South Africa was obliged to deliver him to uh, to the Hague, notwithstanding any claim South Africa might, might make about immunity. So the ICC, the court itself, decided the legal situation in advance. Now, one of the obligations that South Africa accepted when it signed up to the statute was to abide by the rulings of the court. So not only did it come up with a, a, a a reading of immunity which was wrong, but it knew it was wrong because the court had told it was wrong before it even let Abhishek out of the country. And I think that makes South Africa look even worse. So, considering that South Africa has already formally notified the United Nations um, um, that it wants to sever ties with the court, uh, you know, where does this leave us now, especially um, with regard to our commitments currently to these bodies? It makes absolutely no difference in the meanwhile. Uh, Any obligations that we incurred before we left the ICC remain in place. So we still have an obligation to arrest and surrender of the fear. And the judgment has made that absolutely clear. Um, Furthermore, none of that will go away until a year after we give proper notice of our intention to leave the ICC, which we haven't done yet. We did it once, but that was that we then withdrew because our court held that we our, our constitutional court held that we hadn't been through the proper processes um, internally to withdraw from the treaty. So basically, nothing's changed. What we've had is the not yet the highest court of the ICC. It could still go on appeal, but we've had the ICC say yet again that we were under an obligation to arrest and surrender Abashir, and we are still under that obligation, and we will be for the rest of the time that he is free. And then, Cathy, the ICC also addressed the question of whether it was important to refer the matter to the Assembly of State Parties or the Security Council, and they went on to say that this was a separate question and an automatic referral was not required as a matter of law in all cases of non-compliance. What does this mean in layman's terms? It's uh, something that, it's a power that the court has to ensure compliance, is to refer a non-compliant state either to the Security Council or to the Assembly of States parties. Now, um, they used the term warranted. They said it's not warranted. And they, they gave two different reason for this decision not to refer South Africa to either of these bodies. One was they tried to find some kind of merit in South Africa's conduct. Uh, so South Africa had tried to engage with the ICC about it, albeit at the 11th hour. South Africa did make some arguments. South Africa didn't ignore the court. They tried to, to somehow raise the picture a little bit on that side. But they also pointed out very sadly 
that referring South Africa to either of these bodies is not likely to ensure compliance, so why do it? And in particular, they pointed out that they've referred, I think they said, six cases to the Security Council in recent months, and the Security Council has done nothing in any of them, even in cases which the Security Council itself had referred to the ICC. So the, the, sad, the sad message there is there's no point in, refer, in referring South Africa to bodies that are not going to take any measures to ensure compliance. So, and the implications of this uh, particular judgment for Omar al-Bashir himself, because even though Sudan is not a member state of the International Criminal Court, um, if someone is listening right now, how then is the court still pursuing the charges against him? Well, you see, the ICC doesn't have its own police force. It works as well as its state parties help it to work, or the Security Council. In this case, the Security Council has thrown a case at the ICC expressly withholding any financial support and then just sat on its hands. Um, it's interesting one of the things that the court does also say when it says there's no reason to refer the judgment to, uh, to refer the country to the state's parties or the Security Council, the judgment does say it points to the fact that South Africa's own courts have said that South Africa was under an obligation and on the basis of that the court says that in South Africa is now going to comply with its obligation. Um, and that, for me, highlights the fact that the ICC is only going to work if we all make it work. It's not only the states that have to make it work, but the citizens within each country and the NGOs and the public interest groups that have to keep pushing for the enforcement of international law. We now notice that uh, he's due to visit Moscow soon, year. Now, Russia, the Russian Federation has a veto power on the Security Council. If they've invited Al-Bashir to visit them, uh, they are not going to help uh, the ICC to catch him.